0: Hello friends, I'm Matt Baum, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast, where we trace the decades-long evolution of marriage through the personal stories of those who lived through it. If you've been listening so far, every week you've heard me read one chapter of my book, Defining Marriage, Voices from a 40-Year Labor of Love. If you'd like to hear the book complete and unabridged, you can jump back and listen to the first 18 episodes of this podcast in order. Or you can pop over to Amazon and get Defining Marriage as a digital download, and now in paperback and audiobook. Now that I've released the entire book as a podcast, for the next few episodes I'll be revisiting the marriage work that I did as a reporter and activist over the last decade. This week, we're looking to the recent past. At the end of 2011 and 2012, I produced year-in-review videos that summed up everything that happened with marriage equality in those years, and looked ahead to what was coming next. Each one's a fascinating little time capsule, and I'm happy to say that most of my predictions came true. Here's the first one, which I made almost exactly four years ago, in December of 2011. OMG, 2011, what a year for marriage equality. We're still not ready to get married yet, but we are so close. Think about where we were a year ago. So much has happened. Hi, I'm Matt Baum, and let's do a quick year in review to see where we've come in 2011 and where we're going to win big in 2012. There were five major trends this year. One, multiple polls that show majority support the freedom to marry, and that includes a lot of Republicans. Two, lots of action around civil unions. Three, big shakeups at statewide equality organizations. 4. International progress that sometimes outpaced the US, and 5. Laying the groundwork for big victories in 2012. Let's dive in. January, Republican Committee head Michael Steele tells the National Organization for Marriage that he supports them 100 percent, and within a month, he's out of a job. The Ninth Circuit punts the Prop 8 case to the California Supreme Court, which will eventually issue a ruling 10 months later. Rhode Island and Maryland introduce marriage bills, both of which eventually fail, and New Hampshire Republicans decide they won't fight marriage equality this year. The Department of Justice is still defending DOMA, even as an additional lawsuit is filed against the anti-marriage ban. February. Big advances for civil unions. Hawaii passes a civil unions bill, 11 to 2, and the Illinois governor signs a civil unions bill into law. Washington state introduces a marriage bill that eventually flops, but is now on its way back for 2012. Maryland's marriage bill passes the House, and the Indiana House passes a bill to ban marriage and civil unions. The Department of Justice reverses course and says that DOMA is unconstitutional, and Dianne Feinstein introduces a DOMA repeal bill. March. Colorado Senate passes a civil unions bill and Wyoming defeats a bill that would constrain recognition of LGBT couples. Maine orders NAM to disclose donors; Maryland lawmakers reject a marriage equality bill. April Following the failure of the marriage bill in Maryland, Equality Maryland fires its executive director. Anti-gay bills die in Illinois and Iowa, while Delaware's civil unions bill passes the Senate and House. Colorado Republicans kill a civil unions bill. Grainy snippets of the Prop 8 trial are broadcast on C-SPAN. For the fourth time, a national survey shows majority support for marriage equality, but House Speaker John Boehner doubles down and hires Paul Clement to defend DOMA. May. A fifth national survey shows majority support for marriage equality. Paul Clement and his law firm separate over DOMA disagreement. Anti-gay groups attack the judge in the Prop 8 case after he confirms that he's gay, but their arguments sound at best homophobic and at worst crazy. A marriage bill goes down in flames in Rhode Island, but another pops up in New York. Times are tough for civil unions in Wisconsin, where Governor Scott Walker attempts to dismantle the state's domestic partnership registry. But times are better in Delaware with the signing of a new civil unions law. Attorney General Eric Holder orders the Bureau of Immigration and Naturalization to revisit whether civil unions can be considered for naturalization petitions. Big international advances, Brazil's Supreme Court rules unanimously for civil unions, and the Scottish National Party wins big with a vow to consult with constituents on the legalization of marriage. Equality Maryland's turmoil continues, now they're nearly out of money. Equality North Carolina's executive director resigns. June. Scott Walker's attempts to derail domestic partnerships in Wisconsin are dealt a legal setback. Civil unions start in Illinois. Target refuses to reform its policy of donating to anti-gay politicians. More big international news. Liechtenstein voters approve civil unions. French lawmakers reject marriage equality. And the anti-gay Prime Minister of Australia auctions off six dinner invitations for charity, but is startled when all six are snatched up by LGBT couples. To date, she has still refused to honor those invitations. Marriage equality passes in New York. More than Doubling the number of LGBTs who can have their marriages recognized by their state. The number of LGBTs whose marriages are recognized by their country is still zero. July. Equality Maryland gets its act together and releases a plan to pass a marriage bill in 2012. Other states will soon follow with 2012 plans of their own, only some of which include marriage. Rhode Island signs its new civil unions bill into law. The American Medical Association endorses marriage equality, while lawmakers in D.C. hold hearings on DOMA repeal. Senator Al Franken catches one anti-gay mouthpiece in a bit of a deception. Marriages start in New York. August, taking a cue from the American Medical Association, the American Psychiatric Association endorses marriage equality. Signature gathering to repeal the anti-gay law in Maine begins. California hears oral arguments over releasing the tapes of the Prop 8 trial. The president of Chile proposes a civil unions bill, and a Scottish survey shows 61% of citizens support marriage. September. Eight premieres on Broadway on the same day that the federal district court orders the release of the tapes of the Prop 8 trial. Those tapes still haven't been made public since the Prop 8 proponents immediately appealed. The governor of Maryland promises a marriage bill in 2012. Uruguay introduces a marriage bill with a vote expected in 2012. Doma Appeal gets its first Republican co-sponsor. October. Equality California announces that it won't pursue Prop 8 repeal at the ballot in 2012 since it would be prohibitively expensive. There's already a lot of other marriage fights around the country in 2012, and the polling is still very close in California. Within a few days, Equality California's executive director resigns. Another national survey shows more people favor marriage equality than oppose it, and the service member's legal defense network files a lawsuit over DOMA since it unfairly harms military families. John Boehner allocates another million dollars to defend the anti-gay law. New Hampshire's Senate Judiciary Committee passes a law to strip away both marriage and civil unions. November. Dozens of major employers and professional organizations oppose DOMA. The Senate Judiciary Committee passes DOMA repeal. Washington announces a marriage bill for 2012, but Oregon decides not to go back to the ballot to repeal its anti-gay laws. Instead, they'll pursue a public education campaign. The California Supreme Court advances the Prop 8 case after a nearly year-long delay. A New Jersey lawmaker tries to introduce a marriage bill during the lame duck session. He's ultimately unsuccessful. December. The Australian Labor Party adds marriage equality to the party platform despite the best efforts of the anti-gay Prime Minister, while Nigeria's Senate approves harsh penalties for anyone involved with marriage equality. Back in the U.S., a third of the Senate now supports DOMA repeal. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals hears arguments of the Prop 8 case with a ruling expected early in 2012. Equality California starts staffing up with an eye towards legislation and education in 2012. And that was 2011. Some bad news, but... Also, a lot more good news. So yeah, wow, all of that in one year. So where's our attention going to be in the next year? First, Perry v. Brown. It's the Prop 8 case, and we're expecting a ruling any day from the appellate court. And then it's full steam ahead to the US Supreme Court. Then there's going to be a lot of big election fights in a bunch of states. And don't forget, we're also going to be in the middle of a presidential campaign. Minnesota, North Carolina, and Maine are the states to watch as we approach November. And then there's the legislative fights. Lawmakers are expected to tussle over marriage or civil unions in Colorado, Washington State, Maryland, New Jersey, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. And then there's public outreach campaigns, which are going to happen in just about every state, but particularly Oregon, California, and Ohio. And don't forget about the DOMA lawsuits. There's nearly a dozen suits challenging the federal marriage ban, and although their progress has been slow and their trajectory hard to predict, they'll all make advances over the next year. And of course, the big national question is Obama. What's he going to do? A lot of smart people say that he's going to come out for marriage equality, and a lot of other smart people say, maybe... Internationally, keep your eyes on Scotland, Ireland, and England, France, Uruguay, Colombia, Chile, Brazil, and Australia. They all show signs of progress in the coming year, but things could get worse in Spain and Nigeria. It is amazing how much is happening, and how quickly. This is an incredible time to be alive and fighting for our rights, and it's all happening because of you. Every time you have a conversation about marriage equality, committed couples who just want to spend our lives together, you win more people over to our side. There have been setbacks, but on balance, we're gaining momentum every single day. And it's so easy for you to play your part in all this. All you have to do is spread the word. Like this video, post it with a comment, spread it around, make sure all your friends and family see it, and then talk about it with them afterwards. Every conversation gets us closer. I'm Matt Baume, and I would really like to get married, and so would a lot of other people you know. So let's make it happen. Here we go. 2012. Hey, it's in 2015. A couple interesting things jump out there. First is all that attention to civil unions. It was only four years ago that civil unions were a big deal, that it was considered good news when a state had them. Nowadays, of course, we'd think of them as insufficient, as separate, but equal. We've come to expect full equality in just four years. It's an amazingly rapid change. Another detail from 2011 was that brief mention of a judge ordering the National Organization for Marriage to turn over a list of their donors in Maine. Nam was able to drag the release of that information out until earlier this year, 2015. And guess what they were hiding? Their total number of donors in Maine was... Six. Yep. Six. Of those, five were insanely rich people from around the country, giving between 50000 and $1.25 million. And the other was the Knights of Columbus. Money well spent. Also in 2011, we were only just barely starting to see national surveys that showed a majority supported the freedom to marry. It was a little too soon to really be optimistic, because it was hard to tell if it was a trend or just a fluke. Well, now we know it was a trend. Support continues to surge upward, and at last count, we had 50 surveys with majority support. Something that's striking about the end of 2011 video is the nervousness about how the votes in 2012 would go. We'd lose the battle in North Carolina, but that was the last time an anti-marriage ballot measure passed. Just a few months later, we won marriage in Washington, Maine, Maryland, and Minnesota. And of course, there's that line I deliver at the end of the video, I would really like to get married. That was one of the biggest changes between then and now. Just goes to show, you never know how future you might surprise yourself. Now, let's take a listen to the video I produced a year later in January of 2013. This one's more of a look ahead than a look back. We're just at the start of 2013, but there's already lots happening with marriage equality, and it's only going to get busier as the year goes on. At the American Foundation for Equal Rights, I'm Matt Baume, and welcome to a special episode of Marriage News Watch. The biggest news this year is probably going to come out of the United States Supreme Court. They'll hear oral arguments in the Prop 8 case and in a Defense of Marriage Act case in late March. It's the first time that the Supreme Court has heard arguments on the freedom to marry for gay and lesbian couples, so it's a big, big deal. This is the culmination of AFER's work over the last few years, and it's the last step in finally getting rid of Prop 8 once and for all. We'll be tracking developments very closely and providing regular updates. Follow AFER here on YouTube and at AFER.org and on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date. While that's going on at the national level, we're going to see major progress in the states. Here's where we're likely to see the most activity. If you live in any of these states, or you know anyone who does, now is a crucial time to get involved. Let's start with Illinois, since we've already picked up some serious momentum in that state. Lawmakers tried to pass a marriage bill in the last few days of the previous session. The bill didn't make it to a full vote, in part because some legislators were absent. But it did pass a Senate committee, an important milestone to take into the new session. We'll almost definitely see more progress on marriage bills before the spring. Public polling is close in Illinois, but that's rapidly improving. A Southern Illinois University survey from September showed 44 percent support marriage equality. That's up 10 points from just a year ago. We're also making strides in Minnesota and Rhode Island, where legislators picked up numerous pro-equality legislators in the November election. Minnesota's next step will be to dismantle an old statutory ban on marriage. That work probably won't be too visible until a bit later in the session, probably in late spring. Things are moving faster in Rhode Island, where new legislation's already been introduced for 2013. We're expecting a House vote very soon, possibly by the end of this month. Passage seems likely in the House, but far more complicated in the Senate. We have new allies in Colorado, too. Legislators aren't ready to consider a marriage bill, but civil unions bills came very close to passing last year. A lawmaker who blocked civil unions in 2012 lost his bid for re-election. He's been replaced as House Speaker by openly gay representative Mark Ferrandino. So the chances are very good for civil unions passing in Colorado by this summer. Polling's quite strong in Colorado. Last year, a public policy polling survey showed 62% of voters supported the civil unions bill, with just 32% opposed. Then there's Delaware, where civil unions began one year ago. Delaware Governor Jack Markell is strongly in favor of legalizing marriage equality. House Speaker Pete Schwartzkopf has also said that a marriage bill is likely to face a legislative vote in the coming months and that he supports it. Delaware polling is close. The last survey was in February of 2011 and showed marriage equality ahead by just the slimmest of margins, 48% to 47%. But national public polling has moved dramatically since that survey was taken, so Delaware opinion is likely to have shifted as well. In New Jersey, the legislature will be working to override Governor Chris Christie's veto of a marriage bill. Organizers have expressed confidence that the support is there, and that's all, all that's needed is some intense lobbying to shore up the votes. But other organizers are hedging their bets and have started the process of bringing the issue to voters. Assemblymember Reid Gassiora, who engineered last year's marriage equality bill in the legislature, wants to put marriage equality on the ballot. Now, marriage equality in the state is in something of a race. Which strategy will reach its goal first? The legislative approach or the popular electoral approach? And, of course, if neither is successful, there's also a pending lawsuit. Lambda Legal has sued state officials arguing that the Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution requires marriage equality for all. Meanwhile, Indiana's legislature may vote this year on a constitutional amendment to ban marriage equality. If it passes, it would then go to voters, likely in 2014 at the earliest. There's also a ballot measure in the works in Ohio, and lawsuits in Hawaii and Nevada that are temporarily on hold. And public education and outreach continues in Oregon. That's pretty much where Maine was two years ago, so we'll likely see Oregon move closer to a ballot measure in the coming year. And there you have it, a Supreme Court decision on the horizon that will change everything at the federal level, plus activity at the state level from coast to coast. This is a point in our nation's history that people are going to be talking about for a long, long time, and there's never been a better time to get involved. Subscribe here on YouTube for weekly updates about what's happening and how you can make a difference no matter where you are. And visit us over at AFER.org to pledge your support for the case to overturn Proposition 8 once and for all. At the American Foundation for Equal Rights, I'm Matt Baume. Thanks for watching, and thanks for helping us win full federal marriage equality. One thing I was absolutely right about, the Supreme Court rulings would be a big, big deal only a few months later. But I didn't do a great job of describing them. The culmination of AFER's work really doesn't cover it. In fact, the ruling on DOMA was probably more important since it set the stage for the ruling two years later that overturned marriage bans around the country. Another interesting detail, you can see the shift here just a year later from accepting civil unions to expecting marriage. States like Illinois, having just passed civil unions a year earlier, were quickly moving towards marriage. And civil union efforts in Colorado faltered, in part because many organizers saw them as insufficient. I also just want to point out that mention of Chris Christie, who had at the time just vetoed a marriage bill. As Republicans go, he's actually one of the least homophobic, but that's still not saying much. Now he's running for president, and it's worth remembering that he's never been much of a friend. A couple people have asked me if I'll do a year-in-review this year, and I figured, sure, I might as well. So here it is. We won. That's it. Your marriage equality year-in-review for 2015, and the last one you'll ever need to hear. Thanks again for listening. Please do get in touch and let me know your thoughts and questions on Twitter. I'm at Matt Baum. And leave a review on iTunes. Not only do those reviews make a huge difference, they really brighten my day. So, thanks. Don't forget to hop over to Amazon to get Defining Marriage in print or via download. And if you do pick up a copy, it would mean a lot if you could leave an Amazon review with your honest opinion. The book's also now out in audiobook on iTunes and Amazon. Check out my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris, for revealing personal stories about the entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. And until next time, friends, by the power vested in me by the internet, I now pronounce this podcast over.